Well, dear family, if you would turn with me to the book of James, <clears throat> chapter 5. And I'd like to read verses 13 through 18. This is the living, inerrant word of God. Verse 13, James 5. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three years and six months. And he prayed again, and the heaven gave rain, and the earth produced its fruit. Father, we are coming before you. We are coming to praise your holy name with hearts uh, who want to receive your living word and want to obey it. Give us grace, we pray. Thank you that we can come before you in the name of Jesus. We commit this time to you in his name. Amen. Well, in this passage, I think we see basically two, two things. First of all, we are to confess our sins to one another, and we're to pray for one another. And often they go together, or should. First of all, we're to confess our sins to one another, it says. Confession to one another means we love one another, and we are trusting each other enough, and we are close enough to each other to do that to do so. And we understand the joys and the responsibilities of what it means to be in the body of Christ together and how we should relate as one body. And so we strive to keep short accounts. We seek peace and we pursue it. And we are willing then to confide in or to confess uh, to, to, to humbly come before uh, each other, to uh, come before a brother or a sister And then we are able to pray for one another and with one another, with knowledge, and we can pray with compassion and with understanding as we should. Biblical confession is truly healing. It edifies one another. Praise God. He's called us to that. And then, in general, it says to pray for one another. And the illustration we have here is Elijah. Now, he was a man who was weak. Sometimes it doesn't look like in Scripture, but he he was a man. And he is an example to us in Scripture of the power of prayer. He prayed that it would not rain, and it didn't. And then he prayed again that it would rain, and it did. Certainly led by God. But we too, by the grace of God, have power to pray for those who are sick, and as we just did, uh, to pray for those who are hurting, for the persecuted. Verse 13 says, excuse me, my voice is wanting to leave me. Verse 13 says, is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Certainly there's many who are suffering. There are many. Not only should the the suffering person pray to the Lord, but those in the body with him should pray with him or with them. Our persecuted brethren are suffering. The saints at Covenant Presbyterian Church in Nashville are suffering. And so we pray. Matthew Henry said, in a day of affliction, nothing is more seasonable than prayer. 
The spirit is then most humble and the heart is broken and tender. It is, it is necessary, he said, to exercise faith and hope under afflictions <clears throat> and prayer is the appointed means for obtaining and increasing these graces. I'd like to read that sentence again. It is necessary to exercise faith and hope under afflictions and prayer is the appointed means for obtaining and increasing these graces. Certainly the word of God and the table are means of grace. Prayer is a means of grace. And then he says, is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. And again, many of the persecuted do this. They know that is necessary for them. And they sing out like Paul in prison. And they sing in the midst of suffering with a joy that certainly is unexplainable to the world. It is indeed supernatural. And we sing joyfully here together each Lord's Day as prayer through our singing, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Uh, Ephesians 5 says, be filled with the Spirit. And then it says, speaking to one another in the Spirit, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So we're praying as we sing. I don't know if you think about that very often. Colossians 3.16 uses those same words. So we cheerfully and joyfully sing as an offering to the Lord. You know, every Lord's Day, as you look at our liturgy, we pray prayers of adoration and confession, thanksgiving and supplication. And as we're doing that, we're, we're all praying together, of course. And as we sing, we are doing the same thing. We are adoring the Lord, we're confessing, we're giving thanks, and we're bringing our requests, even in our music. Praise God. Verse 14 says, Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord, and the prayer of faith will save the sick. Heal. And the Lord will raise him up. So the Lord hears the cry of his children. And we, as we pray for ourselves and as we pray for others, and he graciously gives us faith to pray the prayer of faith. And God has called your elders to pray for you and to anoint you in faith. And please know that we are always ready to do that. Verse 16 says, confess your, this is kind of the main verse here this morning, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Matthew Henry again said, when a, this is a long introduction to what kind of person has effective prayer. He said, when a righteous person, a true believer, justified in Christ, and by his grace, walking before God in holy obedience, when that kind of person presents an effectual fervent prayer wrought in his heart by the power of the Holy Spirit, and this is how he described that, raising holy affections, meaning godly emotions, and believing expectations, meaning faith, when all that occurs, and so leading earnestly to plead the promises of God, this person is pleading the promises of God at his mercy seat. Then he says, it avails much. So all of that explains why it avails much, why it is powerful, and why is it effective. Because it is in the Lord Jesus. It is by the power of the Holy Spirit. And he raises holy affections in us, and he raises faith in us. And I rejoice that we can pray with and for one another on Wednesday evenings, uh, at the mill, or at the church office yesterday instead of the mill, <clears throat> on Saturdays, 
uh, here today, certainly in our homes, at the dinner table, in our personal devotions. In other words, anywhere and anytime, in the name of Jesus. The fervent prayer of the righteous avails much, it says. In other words, it has power and it is effective. And we should believe that because it is offered in faith by those made righteous in Christ, by his grace. And it's offered to our Heavenly Father. I'd like to just conclude. This is a reminder from the Shorter Catechism. This is the definition of prayer. Prayer is an offering up of our desires unto God for things agreeable to his will in the name of Christ with confession of our sins and thankful acknowledgement of his mercies. And so fellow members of the body of Christ, those redeemed by the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus on the cross, let's confess our sins to each other and pray for one another and with one another since we are fellow citizens of heaven and fellow members of the household of God as we are reminded as we come to this table. That is who we are and we can have communion with our Lord Jesus. Let's pray. Dear Father in heaven, we come before your throne to praise you for hearing our prayer and for giving us faith to pray. And we come to this ceremony in obedience and also in joy to remember the redeeming work of our Lord Jesus for us on the cross. So we can be made righteous and able to pray prayers that avail much. And Lord, it is all by your grace we know and we exalt your name and we thank you for your work in us, your faithful, loving work in us, teaching us to pray, teaching us to live by faith in your promises. Oh Lord, use this means of grace now, we pray, and the means of grace through your precious word to turn us to you and enable us to be a people who confess our sins to you and to one another and who pray for one another here and for believers anywhere in the name of Jesus, our risen King. Amen.